0: Hi, everyone. Mike Fanoy, Vice President of Marketing at Assure. And today we're going to unpack a really cool topic uh, why and how uh, small and mid sized companies should be offered a 401k. Uh, I, I think a lot of times people think 401k, that's something to do with big businesses, larger enterprises, but it's not something that's available to the small employer. Well, in today's war for talent, where uh, there's help, help wanted signs up everywhere regardless of whether we're in recession or not recession, the reality is uh, employers are struggling finding enough people to fill the most basic roles today in any 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 tool you can have in your tool bag to recruit talent to retain talent uh, we want to explore and unpack with you so, Uh, Great guest today, John Kronkart. He's a senior regional uh, director of revenue for a company called Human Interest. Human Interest is a, I'd say, a technology-oriented 401k company. Uh, They deal specifically with 401ks, 403bs, uh, and they really help specifically smaller and mid-sized companies. Uh, Prior to Human Interest, uh, John has spent time at Trinet uh, uh, and uh, Paychex, so really knows this small business employer payroll 401k world uh he uh, joins us residing from uh arizona uh with his wife and two dogs named uh brody and hannah so john good good to meet you and hear about your dogs <laughs> hey great
1: to meet you as well
0: okay so let, let's do this so uh, this might sound kind of obvious i think most people would know what a 401k is but let's do just start out legally technically what is a 401k and then let's kind of start unpacking uh, uh what's changed for 401ks that now makes this a viable thing for small employers small businesses to consider
1: absolutely and uh to keep it as simple as possible one can define a 401k plan basically as being a company-sponsored retirement account to which employees can contribute pieces of their income while their employer may match those contributions and so for Americans today, what really what we are facing, in at Human Interest, we, we love to use this terminology. We're, we're calling it a retirement crisis. You know, for the longest time, people have had the three-legged stool for savings, whether that's your own personal savings, whether that's uh, personal savings, employer-sponsored savings, or Social Security. At the end of the day, that's dwindling. And so many people are looking at options to start saving and making up, you know, where Social Security may be dropping. And to be completely honest, 25% of Americans... Have zero dollars saved for their retirement. 25%. So you can see where we can see that there's a retirement crisis.
0: Yeah, there sure is. Can you can explain maybe, John, um, what's changed over the last five and 10 years, uh, 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 and why is it? Why was this something that was really only a thing for big companies in the past, and what's changed to make this 401k a viable uh, uh, opportunity for small businesses?
1: You know, if anything, uh, great question. If, if anything, I think it comes down to certain actions that states have started to make. You know, and so when it comes, when what I mean by that is we have 14 states that currently have a mandate in place that have driven small businesses across the country to take action, where just in California on June 30th, any company with five or more employees are now required to offer some type of retirement plan for their employees. And they're they're following in those steps in, in Illinois, in New York, in Connecticut, in New Jersey. States across the country are starting to pick up on this trend. And the, the fact of the matter is, people realize we need to start saving, and families need to start saving. Otherwise, people aren't going to be able to, are, aren't going to be retiring, and that's going to mess up the entire workforce as we know it.
0: So, John, so a there's legislative change afoot, right? So, and this is something we talk on the show on a regular basis. Um, where you go back, you know, 50, 60, 70 years, you, we always had big, major federal legislation uh, that would impact HR requirements. All the way going back mm-hmm. to the Standards Act, uh, uh, you know, to, which first of the child labor laws and overtime laws, uh, you know, Civil Rights Act in the, in the 60s, OSHA for safety in the 70s uh uh all the way up to the affordable care act 2008 right so big sweeping legislation the i think the punchline for the last call it decade in and, and clearly the pandemic accelerated this is uh not just big federal laws there was some certainly with the pandemic uh ffcra and cares uh but it's the acceleration of stakes and local municipalities adopting their own versions of these of these laws say more about what about these what these states are mandating in in how what what's the trend for more states in in what are some of the requirements for small businesses to comply if, whether they wanted to participate in 401k or not
1: yeah it's, I, and i can go back to california i could talk about any of the other states or, or follow up with more information because each state does vary a little bit in their own which way yeah. any company what the states are requiring is that any business is required to offer some sort of retirement plan for their employees to start saving and so for example the state I would say each if not all of the states have started offering their own personal their own personal savings account that uh, empl- employers can get signed up for and so if anything them driving this is driving a- action for more and more employees and they want to make it as easy as possible for the companies to be able to set these plans up now, and so, now
0: Let's let's go there to easy to easy to set up. So, was there ever a technical or legal requirement that only big companies could offer 401k's? What 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 is it that prevented small businesses from from taking advantage of of uh, of offering the 401k to their employees up until recently? And kind of sort of you guys,
1: I would say um, they never thought that that's something that they could do. It's that it's going to be too much of an administrative burden. It's going to be way too expensive for the for the company to be able to take on this benefit. And also, like 401k for the longest time has had a really bad reputation for being a clunky benefit offering, super expensive to both the employer and the employees. And so, if anything, that's what you know, more modern 401k providers have been Ryan, really trying to challenge.
0: So, so we all kind of get the tax benefits, the tax-free growth of your money, the pre-tax deduction. So we get the benefit, get the idea conceptually um, in, in, in whether, you know, we, we stay away from politics in the show. So whether you're all for a free market solution or, or, or a, a government solution for, for a safety net and retirement accounts, I think the mechanics for the employee are pretty clear to understand, speak to the complexity and costs to administer uh, uh, from an employer standpoint. Cause I, I kind of think it's two things. One, it's, a little scary um uh, to a small business owner you know if i'm uh, if i've got a, a kitchen remodeling business i've got three crews uh, i'm really good at making people's homes look beautiful and transforming them <laughs> and i know how to buy supplies right and manage projects i i know what a 401k is but i i don't know how to i don't i don't know what a tpa is let alone how to contact one and how they would manage my 401k plan can you speak to kind of that administrative process that really is Uh, some of the legal complexity of of 401k plans
1: absolutely you know in 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 the retirement industry we love to say the phrase set it and forget it and that's referring to you know an, an individual's contributions into the plan you know this is one of those things set it pick a contribution that you want to put into your plan forget it and just let it grow because the whole the benefit of the 401k for those employees is that compound interest that growth that you see time like year after year time after time And so when I say set it and forget it, that's really uh, one of the whole premises we've taken on here with human interest is set up the plan and forget it because when it comes to the administrative responsibilities that can go into a 401k, it can get pretty tedious. Who's my TPA? Who's my record keeper? Who is my fiduciary? Who is my advisor of record? So many different pieces involved in just setting up a 401k plan can be really clunky and can be very tedious and it can be expensive. And so that's where more mo- – oh, go ahead. So, so I was going to say, so up till now, yep.
0: and, and now being the last few years, um, you would have to do all those things. And I think these. this is probably new vocabulary for a lot of people watching the show today. So a TPA stands for?
1: Third-party administrator.
0: Third-party administrator. So by law, there's a bunch of legal requirements if you're going to be the administrator of a, – going a, a, to gonna administer a plan uh, so that you don't, say, discriminate in your offering and – uh, you don't discriminate in who gets to participate, who doesn't, how you match, how you don't. Is uh, an owner using a 401k simply to enrich themselves, but doesn't, uh, there's no reasonable way for lower paid uh, staff to participate? There's, there's all kinds of legal requirements around that, that people use a third-party administrator, the, the, the TPA. What, what, what's the role of a TPA? What's the role of, say, a fiduciary? Uh, that I, I know we're going to get to what you guys do in a second, why, why that's not an issue anymore. But I want people to understand the context of what the before and after here is.
1: All right. I'm going to give you a legal answer as far as as yeah. as far as what is the TPA, what is the third-party third administrator's responsibility. Uh, yeah. Basically, the TPA is hired by the 401k plan sponsor, the business owner most likely, and their job is to run the many day-to-day aspects of the retirement plan. These include, but aren't limited to amending and restating the plan documents, preparing employer and employee benefit statements, assisting in processing all types of compliance with the IRS non-discrimination requirements, as well as the plan, like I could keep going, talking about, uh, as well as the plan and participant contribution limits, they will focus on the allocation of employer contributions and forfeitures, it's their responsibility to calculate participant vested percentages and lastly, they're preparing the annual returns and reports that are, required by the IRS to, uh, that are required by the IRS for any 401K plans. They're basically doing anything and all things behind the scenes that most people would have to do on their own.
0: So, John, is it fair to say, and, 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 and we'll get to talking about you guys and your firm in, in a bit here. Sure. but Fair to say in the past, the, the past really hasn't changed to the present, right? All those same legal requirements, the responsibility of the TPA the the fiduciary, uh, all the all the filing requirements, the non-discrimination requirements none of that's really changed. What's changed is does is that burden have to sit on the employer to figure all that out which of which really only larger employers had the wherewithal to kind of do all that and had the staff and the headcount and resources to pull it off versus now firms like you are really doing a lot of that. doing that a lot of that heavy lift for the employer is is that kind of a a simplified way of thinking about it
1: it's 100 percent correct keeps coming back to that word clunky you know there's several different parts to being able to provide the 401k plan the tpa is just one is just the very beginning
0: so going back to my small business owner example uh you know so uh let's let's pick, pick a different example i run a i run a golf course Maybe I run a handful of golf courses, and I know everything there's to know about golf. I know <laughs> catering, I know greenskeepers, I know all that stuff, right? Um, but in the past, I would have had to know what a TPA is, uh, know how to evaluate and in in pick one, know what a plan sponsor is. I would have to understand all that mechanics. Meaning, I probably would have to either be a, a super financially savvy owner, or I'd have to have at least a director of finance, maybe a a CFO or at least a fractional CFO that really comes with this pre-existing knowledge to be able to participate, where today you don't have to know any of this stuff. If you know the benefits of a 401k and if you think it will help uh, enrich your employees' lives to help them save and just be a good human for them, while at the same time maybe selfishly recruiting and retaining the best talent in a, in a super competitive market, it's now kind of available to everybody uh, through, through, through firms taking this responsibility on, on behalf of small businesses.
1: Is that fair? That's very fair.
0: Okay. All right. So, so let's, let's go a little bit deeper on, you know, what are the benefits for a, a business specifically a small business? Why should, and I'm just going to say it. Why should I, I think every business the offering a of 401k?
1: I think, there, you know, there's one really common statistic out there that matters and that should matter to a small business owner. And that's 88% of employees say a 401k is a must have benefit when looking for a job. 88%. So for a small business owner, do you want to not be attractive to this eight group of 88% of the workforce? Right. So for, you know, and I can go a little bit deeper into it. But at the end of the day, every small business has the intention of growing. You know, you want to be able to retain the employees that you have, but you also want to be able to attract new employees. And for the 401k, it's starting to become something that's not just mandated by several different states. And you never know down the road with the, with the national mandate, but it's expected for employees, especially as the workforce is getting younger and younger. It's very assumptive that this is a part of it.
0: Yeah, and, and I would just hammer this home for, the, for for our audience, for for small business owners here especially. Um, you know, uh, McKinsey and Company kind of famously coined the phrase uh, war for talent all the way back in 1998. It, it, and that was really, I don't know, that was kind of this esoteric, uh, you attend an HR conference and you think about, you know, labor force planning. Uh, you know, that's kind of stuff that Fortune 500s did, right? But, uh, and, and you throw in, you know, some election cycles and some economy swings, uh, uh, a a war or two, and and we think about unemployment rates and all this what having to do with those big kind of macro events, but really based on birth rate, retirement rates, labor participation rates, economists have been forecasting a labor shortage for, you know, the last 25 years, right? And and I think we're, you know, coming out of of a pandemic, you know, we can think pandemic, we can think presidential politics, we can think a recession, we can think whatever we want. The reality is, uh, the, the the labor shortage has been predicted for a very long time, and I think it's here to stay. And maybe it's not a total shortage, but the the competitive landscape for talent for employees is no longer a large company thing. This is this is something that hits Main Street. Um, most anybody listening today, if you go to a restaurant. Yeah, I mean, you probably experienced it, right? Longer than normal waits, and you see empty tables sitting in the back of the restaurant, they don't have enough staff to serve you and to even seat you, right? So so this has really hit main street. Any, what other competitive advantages, John, to offering the 401k to recruit and retain people?
1: You know, when it comes to the competitive advantage, not just having a 401k, but the different type of 401k or, or structure of your 401k can come into play. You know, i mentioned earlier when just talking about the basic definition of a 401k, if your employer chooses to match your contributions. So for a lot of people setting up the plans for the first time, it's, it's at their discretion. And we'll see what the participation is like. Are my employees just grateful that I'm, that I'm offering this? Coming from a different provider, they're expecting to have a place to be able to roll over their 401k into. Yeah. So it's one of those automatic assumptions. But then for a business owner to be able to say, well, you, well, you know what? We're going to offer a match as well. Basically, here's some here's some extra free money to go into your retirement. So many business yeah. owners realize how important it is for their employees to like they, they understand the importance just in saving. And if they can use a, a match to be able to help that many more employees, they're definitely going to do it.
0: John, so there's a lot of small businesses that are, you know, they're bootstrapped, right? They're not they're not venture backed. Uh they don't have a big, uh, a big bankroll, and they and they live, you know, they they white knuckle it from payroll to payroll. How how are we gonna survive out of a pandemic? How are we gonna how are we gonna build this business? And the idea of maybe the match, uh, in and of itself, they're like, would love to do that for my employees, love them, would love to give them a match. I don't have the money. I I, I suspect there's a lot of people who don't even explore 401k because they think it has to have a match. Can can you mm-hmm. explain more about that? Uh legally, are you required to have a match? If you do, how much can you? What's the max? Uh, and, and then and then finally, maybe a little bit of what do you see in the marketplace? What do you see
1: small businesses actually doing today? Yeah, so first and foremost, you're not required to have a match. There are several 401k providers, a lot of the more uh, traditional providers that do require you to set up a specific plan design with a specific match structure. But for us, you have no no requirements. However, you know, at the end of the year, one thing that, you know, and with 401k providers as TPA, as co-fiduciary, we are running our compliance testing to make sure that you aren't facing fines or fees that are going to be added. Like, for example, if there's uh, a workforce that does have more highly compensated employees, and those highly compensated employees and management and ownership are setting up the 401k plan just at their own advantage, there is testing that is put into place. To make sure that that's not happening, and so companies like my like Human Interest, we run this compliance testing far beforehand, so any necessary changes can be made, so you don't face it any fees or fines. As so, far as
0: more, John, say more about that. So what what is it? What, why can't why can't you? So I I I have a small manufacturing business. I've got a team of five executives, all highly compensated, and I've got a factory floor of a, a couple dozen people uh you know making you know fifteen dollars an hour why what's wrong with me and my executive team participating in 401k that none of my employees can't what's illegal about that
1: as as far as the illegal uh it being illegal or not this testing is more it's called top heavy contribution testing and what that Mm -hmm. means is when the owners and most highly paid employees own more than 60 percent of the value that's in those plan assets if they're doing that if there isn't uh, the safe harbor match provision, which is another thing that I could talk and talk about, if that's not in pl- if they have the safe harbor in place, you're automatically gonna pass the testing because the same match and the same benefit has been offered to any and all employees. It allows you for you to get past that because okay. it's, at, it's at the discretion of the employee to sign up, but it just means that the business is, again, doing it at the best interest of all of their employees, which comes back to that co-fiduciary responsibilities a co-fiduciary needs to act in the best best interest of all employees with the company
0: because if we think back to what's the purpose of a 401k you know this is this is legislation that passed when when did 401k's become law of the land
1: 35 years ago 30, 35
0: so yeah, 30 35, 40 years ago. <laughs> so the uh, 401k becomes law of the land it, it in the purpose is to create a retirement benefit for folks, right? With uh, the acknowledgement that uh, Social Security is built from a from a different era, and whether it will be here or even if it is, regardless if it goes away, if it's if it stays, it's probably going to be inadequate for most people to retire with uh, life expectancy uh, uh, so, so much longer. So hey, here's this new way, new thing to help fund retirement. It was never, it would never would have made it through Congress if it was just a way to help rich people get richer, right? It was meant mm-hmm. to help every person save for their retirement. So this is this speaks to then some of the, the, the testing, the legal requirements that you must provide this as a benefit to all your employees if you're gonna participate,
1: right? Correct, you hit the nail on the head.
0: Yeah, okay, so why else should a business offer 401k and we'll we'll get to the benefits to the employee next, but what, what are the other reasons that a business should consider offering
1: 401k to their employees? Any and all, any and all American citizens should be able to, should start saving for their, for their retirement. Right. And at, you have certain advantages as a business owner to be able to do this. And so just for, for me when I'm for me or any of the sales reps that are on my team, it's about selling to the whole principle behind saving for your retirement getting compound interest, giving yourself the time to grow. So it's either I'm doing this for myself as a business owner, if I'm setting up a solo 401k, or I'm going to be using it to attract or retain employees. And lastly, probably one of the most important features are the tax advantages that go into setting up a 401k plan. So, whether you know, oh, and I can start talking about the SECURE Act and the incentives that have been put in place by the federal government to make this easy... Yeah, so with the SECURE Act, basically what happens is uh, for the first three years that you have a plan, if it's your first plan that you're offering, you're eligible to receive up to $5,500 in dollar-for-dollar tax credits. $5,500 in tax credits each year for the first three years that you have a plan. The whole purpose of this is to offset any cost it takes to, to administer the plan.
0: John, is that, is that just a, that's a flat 5,300 bucks. That's just an automatic tax deduction or, or how does that so,
1: work? Yeah. So for any company that has uh, it's, it's not eligible for companies with a hundred or more employees. So any company right. under a hundred employees is eligible to receive this. Basically what happens is whatever 401k provider you choose, it does cost something to have a plan. It does cost something to pay the vendor and yep. what that 55, you can get up to 5,500, but it's more most commonly going to be half of what you pay to have the plan.
0: So half up to 5,300 is roughly how it yep. worked.
1: Yep. Okay. So if the plan's on average, if the plan costs an employer fi- five thousand dollars to have, they'd then be eligible to receive twenty-five hundred dollars in tax credits back. Got it. Got if it. they add a feature called automatic enrollment on there, they're automatically, el- automatically eligible to receive another five hundred dollar credit. So if they're spending five thousand dollars on this benefit they're getting $3,000 in credits back from, from the government. It's making yeah. it very, very, very affordable for people to be able to offer it. And this yeah. comes back to the acknowledgement that we need individuals to start saving for their own personal retirement.
0: Okay. So the, so there still is going to be a cost. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, there are tax credits available to get uh, half of it back. In your experience smaller employers call it under 25 under 50 employees um do, do their costs get much over $5,000? or uh, i mean it's maybe an unfair question but i'm sure people will be
1: wondering and watching today no i'd say that's right around like that 25 30 employees that is that uh, should expect for it to cost under five thousand dollars to be able to set up the plan so i'd say that's right around that that employee count okay
0: so rough order of magnitude i've got 50 employees i want to offer a 401k i didn't think it was affordable before i didn't understand because it was scary now i am realizing okay i can it's probably going to be somewhere in this five thousand ish dollars to administer the 401k uh working with the tpa or a a a, a firm like yours uh uh, but there are tax credits to get at least half of that back so i'm probably in the neighborhood of two three thousand dollars to administer a plan that could attract employees of which 88 percent say that this is a, a really important benefit for them when selecting an employer
1: right not too bad not too bad right
0: yeah no it's great um what so what else so there's we know 88 percent of employees want it and so you needed to recruit and retain there's a tax benefit to help offset the cost why else should businesses consider offering 401k
1: for the, and coming back to the business owner and the tax the tax side of things, it's that match that we talked about earlier, completely tax deductible. The rest of the expenses for administering the 401k, completely tax deductible. An additional feature, a really cool uh, feature that's attached to all 401k plans is profit sharing. Yeah. So, for example, if I'm talking to a prospective business owner and, you know, at the end, end of the year, talking to the CPA, looking back at the profit for the company... And, and the CPA is making recommendations, you know, you need to you put your money here, put your money here, we need to offset the tax liability. Yeah. Conversation I had, and so often, buying a new piece of equipment, a new vehicle, anything like that, you're investing in things that are depreciating over time. Why not take this profit and invest it in something that appreciates over time, like an additional contribution to the 401k plan through profit sharing. And so, as business owners are learning about this, it's becoming a very, very attractive feature with the 401k plan is to be able to take that bottom line and reinvest it back into the plan. You can almost treat it as a, as a bonus of sorts for the employees while you're offsetting your tax liability at the end of the year.
0: John, I might be on base here, but I've been an entrepreneur, owned own businesses, been part of businesses, a lot of friends own their own businesses. I almost feel like this is the, the, the biggest hidden gem and 401k for for owners because on one hand um, what's scary about 401k is the the, the legal requirements in the administration um, and part of that administration is in fact discrimination testing right you it's illegal for an owner to set up a 401k just to to, to you know put a bunch of money in the company matches they're kind of doubling down but their employees don't get to benefit from it the law doesn't allow any of that but as long as you do it right, and you work with a TPA or a firm like yours who does it right for you, when you are when you own your business, you, you, you don't have that retirement. You, your retirement may be the business, right? And, and is it a sellable asset? And are you going to be able to liquidate that <laughs> asset when you actually want the money when it comes time to retire? So uh, the, the the huge tax benefits of having a 401k for an employee, now you have that as an owner by just simply setting up a plan. Is that is – Am I overstating that?
1: No, understating, if anything. It's I, I love that you called it the hidden gem. I tr- I look at it the exact same way. And being able to have these conversations about pro- profit sharing.
0: If I'm understating it, th- 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 tell me where I miss where, where wh- how else how else should owners of businesses be thinking about 401k if they have if they're not offering it yet?
1: You really hit the 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 maximum potential that you can have with the 401k when it comes to how. How much money truly can be put away into the plan especially as a business owner if you're fully maximizing that and so you know just from an individual contribution level in 2022 just from your like whatever you want to contribute as an employee of the company even as an owner of the company you can put up to dollars twenty thousand five hundred dollars into it if you're over the age of, uh, if you're 50 or older you can actually put twenty seven thousand dollars away this doesn't take any consideration into the matching or the profit sharing that can be added on top of it as well
0: yeah yeah beautiful all right let me recap number one 88 percent of all employees say that this is hugely important to them so if you're if you're trying to compete for talent and everybody is uh, uh you need to be able to offer everything everything available to you uh, and 401k is an important tool in your arsenal for attracting and retaining talent Number two, there's tax credits available to offset the cost, so this doesn't have to be expensive. And then number three, uh, if you're an owner of a business, um, you don't have you don't have the uh, opportunity to work for someone else and save in a 401k. You're not maybe somebody else's pension plan. Uh, maybe maybe your pro- maybe your business isn't even being super profitable right? And the business itself could be struggling and you're like, how the heck am I going to save for retirement with my struggling business? Here's a way for tax pre-tax dollars, money you're spending anyway, to actually go to your retirement. So three really, really big reasons, I think, for employers' businesses just just to think about offering a 401k. Anything else before we jump to the benefits to employees, John? No,
1: I, uh, the, the, the next point that I think I want to talk about has everything to do with the employees and how they're able to contribute. So I'll wait for that. Yeah, yeah. The floor is yours. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, the pre-tax dollars, you know, from a business owner, from a business owner's perspective, that speaks for itself. You know, for for an employee who's working in that restaurant, who's making the minimum wage and look at it. OK, this is a great benefit. I'd love to. But every dollar matters to me and so for the each individual employee they can decide do i want to make a contribution to be at pre-tax or do i want to make it post-tax certain benefits that go with both of those types of contributions you know for that person that doesn't want to see a huge difference they're still paying taxes but they know the importance of starting to save early that person may opt and start to do a pre-tax contribution or a traditional 401k contribution however and then uh, the only difference for that you're going to be paying those. Instead of paying taxes up front, you do take them. You will pay taxes upon withdrawal at retirement. Mm -hmm. The other option uh, is also going to be a Roth contribution or a post-tax contribution where you're paying your taxes. You're still paying your taxes now, but when it comes time for withdrawal, taxes have already been paid. So on the money that's grown in there and the assets in there, you don't pay taxes at withdrawal. So for employees, we don't limit how they can contribute instead we give them several different ways so that they won't see differences in their paycheck if that's what really matters to them
0: so there are there there are differences i, I believe uh, uh this is a this is a setup question i just want to know um how would post-tax contributions so when i think roth i think limits they're much smaller than 401k are there post-tax so I guess first unpack that. What are the, what are the, what are the IRA and the Roth type uh, post-tax contribution limits? Uh, in Are there post-tax 401k contributions on top of that?
1: So, yeah, with the, the Roth IRA, uh, that's that's actually what most states are opting to do or opting to set up uh, yeah. for the state-sponsored plan. And that with that, there are contribution limits 100%. So that $20,500 that I brought up? Yeah. 6000 is the right. maximum contribution, and so right. for a Roth for a Roth IRA, that's a huge that's a huge hindrance for people that are truly seeing the value in this and want to keep maximizing it. 401k is the way to go. It gives you the biggest vessel, uh, biggest vessel for you to be able to contribute to your retirement plan. When and so many and for a lot of people, they automatically associate the Roth with the type. Roth is only an IRA. This is it's a Roth IRA. There's no such thing as a Roth. 401k contribution, but you can have both a traditional pre tax contribution or a Roth post tax contribution within your 401k plan as well. And you're still allowed to contribute that $20,500 as an employee.
0: Is it an and or an or? Are you saying you can do the $20,700 or $27,000 pre tax 401k and a $6,000 post tax Roth?
1: So as far as, uh, can you have, so you're asking if, can I have an IRA and a 401k? The answer is yes. Because Mm -hmm. that is a per. So one is the 401k is an, an employer sponsored retirement savings vessel. Whereas the Roth IRA is a personal retirement savings vessel. So it's not sponsored by the employer. There is no match tied to it. It's not set up by the company for the employee. That's their own personal contributions. Does that make sense?
0: it it does and that's what i thought but in the yeah. context of managing a plan the employer is isn't offering the roth then the, the the employer is only offering the 401k roth is just something else the employee can do with their uh, tax for, for tax for mm-hmm. deferred growth. okay okay uh okay so i guess even though everybody probably gets it just give her give a remedial uh course here on on the tax benefits of to the employee Uh, for a 401k
1: sure pre-tax contributions really commonly done you know maybe for higher earners or lower earners because the advantage of it is you're taking this you're taking your earnings out before you're actually getting taxed so for somebody that's you know only seeing a very small amount on their check and they they say they don't want to see a huge difference in their paycheck it may be more opportunistic for them to do this pre-tax contribution the only downside on that is they're going to be paying taxes when it comes time to pulling the money out of the 401k plan so for, for people that want to do a post-tax, also known as a Roth contribution, they are going to be paying their taxes now. But the, the very, very positive feature on it is when it comes time to retirement and all that growth on the assets that you've seen in the plan, you're not going to be paying taxes at that point. So for some people, they like to look at it as control the controllable, and that's we know what the taxes look like now. But for each individual, it's, it's important to know there is no limitation. You, don't have to, you get to do one or the other. Some situations, you can even do both yeah it,
0: and i think there's just also the reality of that you know you're probably not going to live the life of your dreams uh, in retirement packing away six thousand dollars a year you're going to have to do something above and beyond uh the, the roth and if you're doing the roth you probably are doing other things whether it's you know real estate or or other investments of uh, other areas uh but uh, but uh, of course uh uh there's the tax deferred component there what other reasons why, uh, why an employee would want to sign up for
1: a 401k? Yeah, everybody's got their savings account, right? You've got the savings account tied to your bank account. You're just basic checking account. And So nobody, nobody ex- expects to see any growth in there. Heck, maybe you'll see 0.0000001% on your quarterly statement. But yeah. the, real big, the real big advantage of the 401k is you're giving yourself the opportunity to save so much more. Because you're being, you know, when these contributions, they're not just going to sit in a bank account. They're being placed into more, more often than not, mutual funds. With these mutual funds, you're you get the chance to see significant growth and investment and uh, interest attached to these different mutual funds. For me, the very first job that I had out of college, I had no clue what a 401k was. Uh, it was just I was, you know, I was selling marketing uh, for a tech company out west and. Uh, I was automatically enrolled into the plan. I had no clue what that meant. It was five percent of my check. I didn't even notice the difference. And then all of a sudden, six months later, I get my quarterly statement because I ignored the first one, I guess. And I got to see the advantage of having a 401k plan. I got to see the advantage of compound interest and of growth. You know, and for somebody that's 22, 23 years old, the ability to start saving then, 40 years of 40 years of savings, it's huge. Right. And so for for any and all employees. Time is your best friend. Set it and forget it, even at the smallest amount, start saving a small amount into the 401k. Companies love to do automatic enrollment because business owners know how advantageous it is for these employees, just like myself. And for me, it just, all I needed was six months to see. But yeah. right. you know, there, are, there are tools out there, we call them retirement calculators, where you can you know, punch in some numbers and look at the difference between starting to save now and starting to save two years from now, five years from now. And really what you've sacrificed by waiting when at the end of the day to be able to start saving 3 or 5% of your check, not that huge of an impact, but over time, a much bigger impact that it's going to have on you.
0: Well, we probably don't have to go deeper in this, in this topic just because 88% of all employees say this is really important to them. And therefore, the majority of people more, uh, uh, get it, what it is, and the benefit. I think what's what has been probably less obvious is what the real value is to the employer which is the real, today. maybe talk us through some, the difference between different types of, of plans. You know, uh, there's, there's a 401k, there's a 403b, a lot of, uh, lot of numbers and acronym soup going on here that can be pretty intimidating uh, to, to an entrepreneur. Kind of,
1: kind of unpack these different types of plans if you could. Sure, so if, just think of a 403b as a 401k for nonprofits. Very, very common for these nonprofits to opt to do a 401, 403B because you're basically, with the 403B, you're avoiding a lot of the testing compliance side of things, you know, because at the bottom line, when we look at profit, that's not a thing. And so for, a, for this, I want to keep that very, very simple. 403B is a 401K for nonprofits. When we're talking about traditional 401Ks, if you want to talk about simple 401Ks, we're getting into the differences of what responsibilities the business owner has traditional 401k is just giving the giving the employees the ability to save whether you choose to contribute or not as an employer through a match completely at your discretion okay. simple simple 401k comes with an automatic contribution from the it comes with an automatic contribution from the business owner regardless of that participation and lastly I think the another one to talk about if we're looking at a 401 a, a solo 401k the ability for a business owner no employees a lot of a lot of business owners don't know this is a possibility you know doctor's offices real estate agents lawyer firms this is such a great opportunity for them to start saving for themselves and to take advantage like using all those tax advantages tied to the match and the profit sharing and really max out that max contribution of sixty-one thousand dollars now so for a solo 401k to not have to worry about the responsibilities tied to having the employees an individual and their spouse can sign up and make these maximum contributions and really maximize the savings that come with that.
0: All right. Say more about that, because I think there's a lot of people just don't know that. So, uh, it, it, what's and what's the name of the plan
1: type? That's just a, It's a solo K, solo 401K.
0: Solo 401K. And so, uh, it, it has different cap limits, contribution cap limits.
1: Nope. It's the exact same wow. as a, it's the exact same situation for a business owner that has employees, as far as the cap goes, which means there aren't any. And, and so, so
0: how do, so how does the business do it? So they've got, what twenty? Is it twenty-seven thousand, right?
1: Yeah, twenty-seven. So, if you're over fifty, yeah, if you're over fifty years old, the individual contribution is twenty-seven thousand. So and I'm over.
0: I'm a doctor. I have no employees. I'm, I'm an architect. I can I can contribute twenty seven thousand. My business can also then match, right? Correct. And what's the max on that match?
1: Same. Same. So twenty seven plus twenty seven. The maximum, yeah, the maximum combined, you know, through an employer match, the employee contribution and the employer profit sharing, you can max make a maximum contribution of sixty one thousand dollars. If you're over fifty, sixty seven thousand five hundred dollars. Pretty cool. And,
0: and the the match is uh, an expense to the business, yep. which then lowers the business's profit and therefore the business's tax burden. Correct.
1: And get, and guess and same thing with the profit share. That's an expense for the business. So an expense for the business all of a sudden becomes a contribution into their own retirement plan. Exciting stuff. <laughs>
0: So let me, let me finish shining out on the solo plan. So, the solo plan, you get your, uh, uh, the, the individual, uh, you hang your shingle for yourself. You can contribute 27. The business can match 27. Uh, uh, that 27 business is a tax deduction from the business. And you can do it with your spouse to the exact same dollar amounts, right? Correct. So, 27 plus 27, 54, <laughs> times 2, 108,000 in 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 benefits out of a solo 401k per
1: year I mean, it's amazing yeah
0: and yeah yeah if,
1: business, it, it, if, if those business owners are in that position where they have that type of or they they can make those type of contributions this is the perfect vessel for them
0: you know and, and but if you think about it so maybe maybe i'm not a doctor or a lawyer maybe maybe a uh I'm a professional. And I'm, a, I'm a consultant, and maybe I'm not rich, but I make a good living for myself, right? Sure. And maybe i you know, maybe I, maybe my business has a hundred thousand in profit. Well, a hundred thousand in profit at, you know, let's call it a thirty percent tax rate. You know, I'm bringing in seventy out of that out of that hundred because I'm paying taxes. If I found a line item for twenty-seven thousand dollars that was tax deductible. I just saved myself thirty percent of twenty-seven thousand dollars. That's we're real money instantaneously here, right?
1: It's 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 uh, another hidden. You know, you were talking about the profit sharing. The same thing goes with the solo 401. Yeah. So, so so
0: now speak to profit sharing. So so that we just talked about the solo plan. How how does how does a profit sharing 401k work?
1: Uh, so. And it's gonna, I don't want to get too far into the weeds as far as this goes, but it's essentially a way for way for the employer at the end of the year to take the profit or the bottom line and make contributions on top. Like, so you have the match, they have the individual employee contribution, the profit sharing allows for them to make one additional lump sum contribution into the employees, to, into the different employees um, 401k plans that are already existing. And so that's where that's where individuals can see more of a maximum contribution than just that, you know, the twenty thousand five hundred or the twenty seven thousand. It's almost another another or a new way for business owners to provide that Christmas bonus or that holiday bonus or uh, just end of year bonus on top of it.
0: Okay, and then if we could kind of went fast over simple versus traditional. What's the difference? Because those are the two most common. I believe right
1: the simple is not common at all um traditional is is by far the most common plan that's set up with the under a simple an employee can elect to they can make their own decision do i want to contribute into the plan but unlike the traditional really what's happening is the employer must make either a matching contribution up to three percent of each employee's pay or they're making a non-elective contribution of two percent of each employee each and eligible employees pay so with that, either like there's some sort of match automatically tied to the plan. Got it. Got it. Okay. All right.
0: Can be dizzying, a little intimidating, that, you know, <laughs> to, to make your decisions, listen, listen to today, today's show. The um, other guidance you would have for employers to think about different plan types as they consider, boy, should I really be offering this?
1: At the end of the day, start evaluating your options. Like, start having like you and I are just having a casual conversation today, but you get really look into what's best for your company. Because there's not just the different plan types, there's also different plan design that you can uh, business owners have complete control over making for your for the businesses. Do you know it's not just do I want to offer a match? Okay, well, can I do a vesting schedule on that match? Of course you can. What are you thinking? Do I want to set? A, you know, i really, I, I see a high turnover for my employees, you know, usually I know if they're going to stay, I know if they're going to be, you know, a long-term employee after about three months or six months. Okay, well, let's set up eligibility requirements. You have to work for the company for six months before you can join the plan. Business owners have can use this as a tool. It's a, not not just the attraction tool, but it's also a retention tool with that vesting schedule or those different eligibility requirements.
0: Got it. That makes sense. That makes sense. Okay. Um, I think last topic to, to uh, unpack, what are some of the uh, challenges? I think it's probably uh, uh, administrative, uh, but you know, w- w- what do you see the, the top challenges for, for uh, companies you know, that want to or have tried to implement 401k for their employees?
1: And I love that we're finishing off on this because historically, 401ks have been hard to set up and maintain and have been extremely expensive especially for, for small businesses as well as the fees that the employees are facing. And so for you know more of the modern 401k providers what we're trying to change is we're trying to offer more of that all-in-one solution where we're not taking different uh, taking different pieces and creating the puzzle we're offering that all-in-one solution. You know other more more one, uh, modern providers don't really we don't use paper needed to sign up for skidding uh, of the 401k plan set up we do have providers that offer payroll integrations which is what we have with uh, with your software and that what that does is that really relieves a, a lot of the administrative burden for managing your 401k when i was rambling on and on and on about the responsibilities that go with the tpa it's why so many people elect to hire somebody to take on those responsibilities but hey why not have them act as the co-fiduciary the record keeper And the advisor record on the plan let's just have an all-in-one source and one person one point of contact to talk to about this benefit yeah i think you know talking about we didn't really get the the chance to jump into the to the co-fiduciary with the 401k plan because that's not something that's really commonly elected like that's not a service that's commonly provided by 401k providers and for us we just do 401k plans we want to take on this added liability. We want to take off that. We want to take that uh, the burden off of you. And so um, do you want me to talk a little more about that? I, I don't know if there's a limit on time.
0: Uh, you, you know what? Let, let, let's t- t- take another minute. Yeah. So uh, 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 this is our last slide that I want to share just pure education for, for, for anybody watching the show today. I, I, I'm going to give you uh, 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 30 seconds just to talk about just human interest, what you guys do, how you guys help businesses and what your relationship is with assure but uh, i want i want everybody to have the eyes wide open about what some of the administrative challenges are if they're going to try to do 401k regardless of who they signed up with in fact let's say if they don't sign up with you traditionally in the marketplace what would some
1: of those challenges be it's finding the pieces of the puzzle it's not, it's not very common for there to be an all in one solution. You're going to have to go find your co fiduciary. You're going to have to find your advisor to oversee the plan, the TPA to handle the day to day responsibilities with the plan. And then the, there's the record keeper on top of it. And John, so
0: for. Define what those terms even mean, though. What, what, what is a record keeper and how, what is a co fiduciary and why are those things different?
1: Yeah, so to jump to the co-fiduciary, because this is one of the most important things to me, being a co-fiduciary for a 401k plan, it's it's basically stating that they're responsible for acting in the plan participant's best interests. And the co-fiduciary could then be liable if they fail to fulfill those responsibilities. So when we're talking about a 401k plan, this is is my retirement. You're in charge of picking the funds where we're going to be investing our retirement assets. So to have have a partner in your vendor, your 401k provider, that's willing to take on these responsibilities. That's huge. And it, it really brings into the trust and the mutual interest of, of this benefit offering. Got it.
0: Got it. That, 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 that's helpful. Okay. Uh, to me, this is, this is a no-brainer. And I'll kind of just recap. I think forever, small businesses have seen 401k as the thing just for big businesses. I think there's some uh, financially very astute business owners, uh, uh, or are advised by, uh, really good tax planning professionals that have steered them down this 401k, uh, especially solo 401k plans, uh, for their own, uh, uh, wealth creation and their own retirement planning. But I think the average business person, they're out there just grinding every day, Trying to serve customers and try to build a business right And and, and they're just not aware that this is a, a tool that's available for their own wealth creation and to help attract and retain employees the punchline is uh I, I think all small businesses should be thinking about offering a 401k to their employees today where maybe it was just it, it, it was too hard to pull off in the past so with that i, I will give you you know 30 seconds T- tell the audience uh who human interest is Uh, why you guys are unique. And and, and I'll I'll say uh, everything about here is why we specifically uh, chose Human Interest as one of our strategic partners to work with to help our clients.
1: It's, you know, and and thanks again for inviting me to join you today. You know, when it comes to the partnership that that we do have together, uh, human interest was started seven years ago. 401Ks have been around for a lot longer. So there's been a lot, there's been providers that have been around for a lot longer than we have. We were, start, we were started and we were created to kind of challenge the status quo of the more traditional providers. You know, that whole clunky mentality, we we consider ourselves just as much of a tech platform as we do a 401k provider. And with technology, with technology, we're able to offer an all-in-one bundled solution. We don't want to outsource what we're doing. We want to manage it all in-house because by doing that, we're allowed to control our costs and allow for us to be much more transparent with the product that we're offering and the costs that are tied to it for people when they're choosing vendors that's usually a huge look that's a huge thing that they're looking out for the fact that we are willing to take on co-fiduciary responsibilities we're shared risk shared liability we're looking we're your employees are 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 in our best interest legally speaking and so to be able to pick pick a partner uh, that takes on the whole bundled solution has the shared risk and responsibilities oh hey on top of that our platforms speak to each other put technology technology on the forefront allows for us to create a no touch administrative responsibility for a business owner set it and forget it like i said earlier get the right. 401k plan up and running and it becomes a fully automated experience moving forward and i think that's a good place to finish right there
0: yeah small businesses need things to be simple and they just need crap to work right um and one of the things if you think about it if you are so let's say you've had experience working for a big company, maybe you had a Fidelity 401k, uh, you you log into a Fidelity site and you change your deductions and, and whatnot. Maybe you, maybe you pulled a loan from your 401k. There's all kinds of things you can do. Well, how does the payroll department on the other end know what to deduct from your paycheck based on those changes? Well, either it's human beings keying that information or it's systems talking to each other so we have built the robust integration to your platform and i think maybe the best endorsement i can give is you know uh, we, we recently sold a a a, a deal we uh, brought on a new customer and the number one criteria for them selecting us obviously they looked and said okay payroll hr software yes it meets my requirements looks good easy to use yada 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 but the one criteria they had before selecting us they loved human interest for their 401k and they required their payroll provider to have an integration to that so to me uh, g- great testimony to, to the value you guys are bringing so john thrilled to have you on today learned a lot about 401k hopefully our audience did too i'm sure they did uh and and we're going to give everybody an opportunity to fill out a form uh at the uh, a little a quick survey will pop up at the end of this uh show and anybody who wants to get in contact with And with that, uh, anybody who needs help with payroll, HR, tax, time and attendance software, or HR services to keep you compliant and help you find and retain the best employees, uh, we'd love to help you out in any way. John,
1: thanks for joining me today. Thank you so much for inviting me. It was a pleasure speaking with you today.
0: Yeah, likewise. And thanks, everybody else. Until next week, thanks.